Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Pope, the VP of Innovation at ServiceNow, and I'm delighted you are joining us today for this GBS on Now podcast with our great friends and partner in Deloitte. Very fortunate today, we're going to walk through a couple of different themes. We've got some questions to explore these topics, and we've got a great lineup of speakers as well. So without further ado, I'm going to ask each of them to introduce themselves, and then we'll get straight into the content. So first of all, Candice. Hi, everyone. Candice, lovely to be here and, and talk about this fantastic topic. I lead the Global Business Services and Outsourcing Advisory Practice in the UK for Deloitte. I am a GBS lifer, and actually, my first service implementation was probably 14 years ago, not long after the inception of the company, I believe. Um, it has come so far, so there are so many interesting topics we're going to explore today, and I'm really excited to be here. It's fantastic. Thank you, Candice. And Court, what about yourself? Yeah, well, th- thanks for having us, Chris. Um, my name is Court Severson. I run as, as Candice's in Europe. I am to the United States, the GBS leader. Um, and I would say, as, as she is, I'm very excited to be talking about this topic today because, oh, I would say over the last three, four years, this has really encapsulated a lot of the discussions I think that we're going to have today that we've been having with our clients around how do we make a GBS or shared service organization really more customer oriented, drive more transparency, even drive automation on the back end. So I think this is going to be a great discussion. Amazing. Thank you. And Parag, what about yourself? Yeah. Hi. Thanks, uh, Chris. My name is Parag Saigonkar. I've been at the firm for you know too many years now that I can count. I'm, I'm based in Mumbai <laughs> and I look after the uh, global GBS practice uh, for consulting. Um, and, you know, really, I think what I'd like to share today is really uh, the conversations now between what I would say is the head of the shared service centers and headquarters, right? I think there's a sometimes a bit of a delta in, in terms of expectations. I've had the privilege of actually running the center for Deloitte Consulting and setting up that capability out of India. So, uh, you know, happy to contribute to today's conversations. Brilliant. Thank you. Appreciate it. I got to say, Mumbai is my second favorite city in India after Bangalore. Just going to put it out there right now. So, uh <laughs> before we get that any confusion. So in terms of themes, I think, you know, we'll have a little bit of a history lesson about what we mean about GBS and what that looks like. I don't want to dwell on the pandemic and, you know, what's happening in the world. Yes, it's influencing what's happening around us. We'll look at some of those trends, some of those challenges. And I know you guys have done a great survey and what that means and some of those outcomes, right? How do we be more prescriptive to our clients around what we mean by this transformation? the concept of center office and so on. And then also about our partnership, the vision, right, for GBS on now, what that starts to look like, what our customers can start to see in the field. And then some of those a little bit more forward-looking things around the assets that we're going to release and the collateral that we'll have. And hopefully something special in person in November, but we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. So first of all, and open to the floor, you know, what do we mean when we say GBS? You know, what what does that mean to an organization? And it may be regional, slightly different, some of the sort of history of that as well. But, you know, in in 30 seconds, elevator pitch, what would we say, you know, or what would you guys say say when we sort of define GBS? Happy to go first, yeah. So GBS for me is is an organizational construct that it started on the premise of consolidating your delivery functions, your service functions like finance, HR, procurement, IT, etc. from an in, in, in-country model and has now become very, very globalized. But GPS now is so much more than just delivering those transactional elements. It is taking the back office to the center office. 
and moving up the value chain. So, so literally, there is very little besides the core value add. And when we talk about value add, in the GBS construct, we talk about those functions that went beyond service delivery for the organization and moved to the more front office functions, plus added new benefiting functions like data analytics, program management, transition management, change management to the organization. So that is the direction of travel. It's become such a big part of the organization, the complete backbone and the heart, as many people describe it. So moving far from shared services in the traditional sense of single function, uh, localized to a global model that really encompasses all the things that you can bring together under one house to move the organization forward. Wow, that's quite significant. So it's very multifunction, multi-geography, and sort of a movement, if you will, like a methodology that we all sort of get behind. Court or Parag, you know, different Chris, aspects can... the Americas and APJ. Is there any sort of nuances to it? Yeah, well, maybe I can just uh, build on what Candace talked about. I mean, I think what we're seeing on the ground is this whole theme of innovation as well. You know, we're seeing the centers and captives and outsourcing uh, organizations reach out into startup ecosystems. You know, you talked about Bangalore being one of your favorite cities. You know, it's one of the hubs for for startups. But, and you know, you just don't know where the next bright idea is going to come in now from. I mean, we're yeah. seeing captives uh, leverage that uh, capability based on their on their locations. And sometimes that's really driving, in many cases, which location to uh, to set up uh, operations now. So I think that whole emerging tech, and you know, I think everybody's talked about it a lot, whether it's the convergence of, at one time, everything from you know digital and analytics and cloud, et cetera, coming together. You know, I think this notion of innovation under one roof kind of really helps to accelerate this transformation that this whole center office concept can really drive within the enterprise. Yeah, absolutely. Colt? I was just going to say, nothing from a regional perspective, Chris, but really want to reinforce what both Farag and, and Candace said. Candace said an important word, backbone. And that is indeed what this is. As we look towards the one metric of success that a GBS organization should be focused on. It is really return on human capital. What we mean by that is allowing the business to do what they are good at. That's the whole point of this. And that cuts across all functions. And it basically defines why we think the center office is so important. Because we as a GBS organization should be doing everything we can do such that you as a sales professional, you as an engineer, have the time to do what made your company great. And that is the big idea. And that's the one thing that we really want to focus on in GBS, return on human capital. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like enabling, but getting out the way at the same time, right? That's when right. you think about it that way. And, you know, and, and over the last 12, 16 months, how have these models evolved? I think, as you say, you know, maybe historically, this has been an offshored or a near-short near almost function, right, with big service centers and things like that. Has that changed, do you think? And the model evolved or changed? I think I think in the last 12 to 18 months, I mean, let, let's face it, we're in this pandemic, right? So it's been a catalyst for change. And GBS leaders have come out as unsung heroes, whether it was finance, protecting the, you know, the, the kind of financial position of the organization, HR looking for people, IT moving to this virtual working way that we are doing thing, things now. It's just really accelerated all the things we thought that were going to happen anyway. So... So, so what has evolved? Well, the way we work in terms of, you know, being more virtual, um, and that will definitely change the dynamic we have in the offices in these big centres. I still think it's a place for location. 
because I do believe, you know, one of the things that GBS does provide are labor arbitrage savings. And so you sort of need that in in your models. But certainly a different way of working and interacting and giving people a bit more freedom and control of their time. That that's that's that, that's my view. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'd like to even personalize that a bit. I mean, we talk to uh, leaders on the ground here of of centers and captives, and never in their career, recent careers, has the CEO been so focused on connecting with them, right? I mean, linking back to this backbone comment, right? I mean, we talk about essential services. You know, I lived through you know, you know, India was down, going through the first wave. A lot of the banks and, and and their centers, they kind of you know worked with the governments to identify essential services because they realized that. The backbone of these organizations was run through India and through the, their, their centers, and they had to cal- classify them as essential services. So all of a sudden, you got an opportunity for where these quote-unquote back office shared service leads are now really into the center office and really having a seat at the table, and they're on the, on the speed dial button of, of the CEO. So that's really accelerated and elevated that whole role, I think. Um, and that's been, I think, uh, transformational over the last uh, you know, 12 months. You know, it's kind of like you don't know what you had until it's gone, right? You suddenly realize it's this backbone. I love that idea of a, almost the spine that keeps everything together. So if we think a little bit about the trends and the challenges, and, and maybe we focus on the 2021 Shared Services Survey that you guys have completed, you know, what were some of the key findings or, or takes from that that you think, wow, we're in the right direction. This is what customers are telling us and, and sort of how we need to mobilize moving forward. Yeah, Chris, I, I think uh, Parag, just the anecdote he just gave is is very indicative of what the survey told us. And, and it, it is really that what we're seeing is a significant shift in the idea that shared services was there simply to move paper from one point to another or input stuff into a system. It is quickly transforming into something that is truly value added, but really relationship based. And as you look at the survey, there was high penetration into a higher penetration into finance, higher penetration into customer service, higher penetration into legal, all these different functional areas that we typically serve. I think the key takeaway for me as I looked at the survey is the nature of the work is changing and therefore the nature of GBS has to change. And that's why the center office model is so important. And I would say if we look at the center office model, one of the most important changes is going to be this customer layer. We have to recognize that GBS is no longer just going to be behind the curtain. A lot of this transactional activity is going to go away. It's going to be automated. Let's accept that that's going to happen, whether that's next year or five or 10 years from now, it's (laughs) going to happen. And that's going to change the interaction. It has to become a more personal interaction, as Parag said, and therefore having a very well thought out front end in a way that we interact with our customers is absolutely key to that. And I think we saw that come through uh, significantly in the survey. Yeah, Court, I would would agree. I mean, I think customers of GBS, don't care that you paid 95% of the invoices on time. They care about the 5% you didn't pay on time and what you're going to do about it. And that's where the noise comes from. They also don't care, you know, about how many, how many accounts you opened in an hour. You know, what are the business outcomes that that drove straight through processing, et cetera. So you're right, that kind of back office thing is almost a given. And they do care about you know, the interaction, as you say, that for me, I, I call it the interaction model. How does a business and shared services slash GBS interact? It's not just about the human experience, et cetera, because if I'm in the field and I've got an expense query, I don't want to have to swallow an encyclopedia to know whether I have to go to HR, IT, finance, or payroll to solve the query, right? I just need this result. 
So it's got to be a one-touch solution that is really intuitive. And whatever happens at the back end must be smooth in order for that customer experience to be elevated. I'd also say just um, expectations have gone up. Right. I mean, I think now when the times are tough through COVID and et cetera, I mean, expectations have gone up. And I think the leads on the ground who are running these centers, I mean, they have to now step up and they've been pleading for a seat at the table. They want to be recognized. And here's here's your opportunity to kind of get that done. So I think now I think there's going to be doubling down on how do you optimize service delivery, how do you come up with more innovative operations, how do you drive automation through your processes? You know, for many years, just because of the labor arbitrage and some of the ones who'd gone global. The center leads had a bit of a blank check, right? I mean, as long as they kind of met their reasonable budgets, I mean, there's enough savings in the system to make this work. And I think that has now become a new normal, right? If your competition and your industry is already there, now there's going to be increased pressure to uh, harmonize your service delivery. I think the other uh, thing that did come out is just broadening of the aperture. I mean, uh, Candace talked a bit about, you know, IT procurement, HR, finance, but now you're looking at R&D, you're looking at court talked about legal and, you know, that aperture of what can be done centrally, optimized, and delivered, right? And through automation and other um, technology is really getting rethought. And I think everybody else wants to have, get a piece of this action now as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, we talk a lot with customers about this sort of forcing function that, you know, the COVID pandemic has been, which is sort of this digital imperative. Like now is the time. And if nothing else, it's not just one customer or one region, it's all of us. We all need to act and get on it because we have to, right? We're never going back to the way we were. And I think, you know, within that, great, interesting, but, you know, do you still see some barriers or challenges with, you know, hey, we're on this journey and the overused words of innovation and digital transformation, you know, are there still challenges within that organization or those organizations, I would say, typically in GBS where, is it technical literacy? Is it digital literacy? Is it sort of understanding how to take these programs of work on that still are some of the barriers to entry? Well, I, I would just say, I mean, right now, last six months, eight months, I would say, you know, it's talent, 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 right? I mean, I think everybody is looking with you call it digital literacy. Reality is, is that technology is going to permeate through all of these processes, right? I mean, in terms of driving optimization and, and, and better service delivery, talent is at a premium, typically, you know, in locations where centers are being set up, I think things are tough. Attrition numbers are, are going up. Now, I think what some organizations have been able to do is, as a result of COVID, I guess, if there is at all silver lining in, in, in COVID is they've been able to it tap into different talent pools. You know, I know I'm seeing on the ground in Asia, tier two, tier three cities being able to, you know, work more and capture more of the talent pool. But I, yeah, talent is, I think, continues to be a huge uh, limitation in terms of what's possible. Yeah, and, and to add to that, I think the other barrier for, if I'm right, Chris, what you described is around the perception of or the lack of understanding of that integration and interaction between the business and shared services. So, so the business case is poor, right, because it's really hard to articulate the benefit of this customer service and, the, and, the, and that wraparound that it provides between GBS and the business. And so I think there's a lot of education that needs to happen around how you might enhance the experience of everybody besides the GBS and even the GBS people that work within it. That is in itself the business case for, for enhancing that experience. <laughs> 
Yeah, we talk a lot about employee experience and what you would say sort of are moments that matter. That throughout the day, I'm an employee, I'm a manager, I'm a prover, I'm an officer of the company, I'm whatever, right? At different points, I have different needs that mean different parts of GBS I would interact with. And no one person or team knows everything, right? But how do you create that as a great experience? We follow all the right things and do the right things and, mm-hmm. and figure that out. And quite a few you know, mentions already of this concept of the center office model. What is that for the audience? Explain what that is. When I explain this to our clients, Chris, I almost uh, I ask them to imagine a triangle. I usually have a slide in front of them, but it's a, a triangle that at the top of that triangle pyramid, whatever you want to imagine, is really a customer interface layer. And what is that? Well, first, it's enabled by some sort of technology that is helps them have a one-stop shop, a look into GBS, and maybe they don't even call it GBS. Maybe it's a look into how the enabling or the backbone of that organization, right? And they can serve themselves if they so desire. Uh, they can get in touch with somebody. Uh, but it also, ha- it also, I would say, part of it has to be, uh, and this is a big turn, I think that's really exciting about the center office is we want it to be predictive also. As me, as an employee who comes to that uh, customer layer, if I'm a new employee, Maybe I'm asking about my computer, but I recognize your new employee. So I actually should say, hey, by, did you know we have ergonomics training? Or did you, do you know where the security exits are? Or do you know that, that here's our benefits package? Whatever it is, but it's somewhat predictive. So there's a, a part of the center office, there's a huge focus on customer enabling technology and then kind of what's all behind it that we call it the customer journey. The second part of the center office, so if you want to move down to the lower left of the triangle, you have end-to-end. And I think most GBS professionals are extraordinarily familiar with the value of end-to-end, but it is something that is very difficult to attain. So looking at processes from end-to-end, the typical one everyone says is procure to pay or quote to cash or hire to retire. And then driving through those processes, some level of standardization or at the very least communication. And what that does is it enables automation on the back end and it enables, as Candace said, business outcomes. We don't want to be talking about the invoices we process, right? We want to be talking about working capital and the millions of dollars that were created in efficiencies between the collectibles or the, the receivables and the payables. And so really that's acknowledgement of an end-to-end cycle. Those don't all have to sit in shared services, but it's a collaboration. And then the third part of the triangle is you would move to the lower right would be this idea of as a service. So there are things that shared services, GBS organizations do that we're just better at doing than anyone else in the organization because we do them more often. And that may maybe transitions of work and knowledge from a business unit to another, to a shared service center, from a country to an integration, whatever it may be, or things like change management or things like robotics, putting in our, building RPA routines. So that's really the three points of the center office model. But I would say the top of the pyramid is a shift that's extraordinarily important. Yeah, no, it's great. And I guess more of a, a selfish question, I guess. Um, why service now? Why the technology enabler for this G- for GBS? You know, why Deloitte's big behind service now, obviously, and we love the partnership. But um, there are choices out there. But you know, why why service now? Why do you see that? What are your clients telling you about that? Well, you know, for me, it's quite simple. The evolution from a, a you know, ticketing tool, which has always been important, to a fully immersive experience where, you know, as a user, and I, as you know, Deloitte have recently I- implemented this, a, a one-stop shop. My point earlier around, 
I don't want to swallow an encyclopedia about whether I need to go to IT finance or HR for query. I can just log a query and it directs me to the right place. I've got full visibility and transparency of that. But there's so much more that it offers, especially when you're working with outsource providers and want to measure SLAs, et cetera. You don't need an army of people to try and measure that. It's there in black and white. The data is there. It provides it for you and it is intuitive. It is simple, smart. And I love most of all the veneer, the GBS veneer, right? So many organizations I work with have IT, a service now for IT or service now for HR, and they're varying levels of versions and very levels of sophistication. This takes all of that away. It's just, here it is. Here's your portal. (laughs) Off you go. With all the stats, it is, it is the Amazon experience for shared services, right? So that's why I am very keen on this product. I like you even more now, Candice. I've got to write that down, I think. Um, so, you know, and I guess, you know, so if you've got the might, right, of Deloitte and the subject matter expertise, that even on this call, that the years of, of background and, and capability is cool and huge, but then you've got the technology side of it, right? You know, combining these two together, what does that mean? What do we suddenly get? Is it the perfect marriage? Is it, you know, lightning in the bottle? What have we got here? Well, I think it's an opportunity. I mean, um, to really uh, create something new. I mean, I think it's it's really about positioning yourself differently in the marketplace. You know, I think some of the assets and initial assets we're working on in terms of a GBS perform asset, leveraging this concept of a, a control tower and getting that perspective. I mean, the central office concept that Court talked about doesn't work if you don't have visibility in terms of what's happening where and when, let alone layering on that predictive angle nature to that whole uh, center office concept. The other thing I'd just like to add on is this, I mean, business is, you know, it's cliched, but business is dynamic, right? I mean, this center office has got to be able to move along with the overall enterprise. So if there's a market expansion to a different geography, and then there's new HR requirements that need to get supported, new finance requirements, new R&D requirements. I mean, the center office has got to be able to be dynamic to support that. And I think some of the, uh, the technologies we're talking about here, uh, working with ServiceNow will help to enable and, and provide that dynamism, I think, as well. Yeah, no, yeah Chris, I think you've got an incredible value proposition between the center office and this enabling technology to speak to an audience that has been underserved. And what I mean by that is if you look at the way we manage the customer in these GBS centers, it is something that was done 30, 40 years ago. It's an audience that is probably closer to retirement. Um, And if you look at the way that people want to interact, that's not what GBS is today. That's what center office and service now is. They want something where I can go find the answers. It's a one-stop shop. It's, it's, It's easy to use. And to me, I mean, that's got to be about at least 60% of the folks that we're dealing with, if not more. And so we're just so far behind that we want dealing with GBS to be like the way when you go home and you check your bank account, like you, you just, you can answer all your questions you need there for you. That's what, that's what we want. And that's, that's big. We're talking the way thousands you live. of people. Work you the way you live. Yeah. That's right. Not live the way you work, right? Thank goodness. Um, no, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point, you know, and I think, you know, historically, 
the enterprise was sort of leading the charge and the consumer world was behind. It's flipped the other way. And as being where we are working remotely for the last 16 months, we've sort of got used to that easiness of, I think I'm on first name, even adoption terms with our Amazon guy. He sort of is part of the furniture now at our house. But, you know, it, it's, that's what we've come to expect because it, it's so closely alongside our home lives, our work lives. You're like, well, why is this such a bad experience? Why is this so difficult to do? Which then, you know, we get down the roads of shadow IT and, you know, different parts of the organization going off in different journeys. Now, the cool thing is as well, right, our, both our CEOs, Deloitte and ServiceNow, re- meet pretty regularly, which is fantastic. And we've got this new agreed focus on what we call GBS on now. So what is that? You know, as a term, as a product, as a solution, a methodology, you know, if I was to Google it, I don't know if it will come up or not, but what would I get? What would I see? Um, what, you know, what am I buying into with that phrase? So for me, GQBS now is um, a real launch in a number of areas. One is obviously about the understanding of how ServiceNow can change the GBS veneer that I spoke about earlier. Two is about getting that the understanding around how it might improve the customer experience. And three, it is is is, is producing products that we can uh, really help GBS leaders take their GBS centers further. So when I talk about the experience, it really is about the integrated experience, uh, the one-stop shop the intuitive nature of how you might work, the work as you as you live type example I used earlier, the, the actual product itself will be enhanced through a control tower where we will look at how we might be able to help GBS leaders produce the outcomes that their centres produce in, in a holistic fashion, very digital, very one-stop, Etc. But it's just, it's just, it's, it's really everything, right? It's taking all these functions, all these back office functions that we've spoken about for years, and it will be more added. Like I spoke earlier, we're moving up the value chain, we're going front office and taking all of those stats and figures and the outcomes the business want, putting them into a simple, very integrated dashboard that we're able to produce for the business in real time. And having that one solid integration model between the business and GBS. That for me is what now is. And, and Chris, you know, obviously we're a consulting firm, right? So, and one of our, <laughs> um, um, you know, uh, assets is a greenhouse. So the, the notion of actually having a, um, you know, a GBS on now greenhouse is, I think, pretty exciting. Where we can bring GBS leaders together and think through the types of solutions that are unique for them. Obviously, as part of this, there will be some assets that are being developed jointly between ServiceNow and, and Deloitte as well, assets, accelerators, et cetera. But, uh, you know, we want to build uh, solutions that, are, um, that really support our vision for this center office concept, right? I mean, and taking some of the GBS leaders uh, on that journey. So I think the, the combination of that and leveraging this greenhouse concept that Deloitte has, I think, will accelerate, I think, that, that conversation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think in some of the early material I've seen, it's sort of that classic, the back office, behind the scenes, somehow making magic work to this new phrase that you, that you explained there, Court, about center office. It's not moving it to the center of the organization, 
but as a people, a process, a function in technology, it's front and center to everything in GBS, right? It's, it's, it's sort of harmonizing those things. And I think, as you said there, how do you get them to move from siloed to more you know, centralized, which is great. But at the same time, kind of the value it's bringing around insights, it's a strategic asset. It's, like, it's almost like a weapon of choice, if you will, but also focuses a lot on integration, but also innovation. You know, what, what are we doing to change the way legal, marketing, finance, procurement, HR are working and operating? And I think prior to this, you sort of ask a question of, you know, could you, could you capture or know that you're any better now than you were six months ago or even 12 months ago in some of these functions? Some you may do, but generally not fully integrated and together. And as an employee, you touch many of them at once. You don't care that you touch them. You just want your stuff. You need things. You want self-help. You want self-service. And I think as you explained it there as well, Ken, this was that the engage moment is that unified service experience, whether it's a tech problem, a payroll problem, a credit card problem, an insurance, health, doesn't matter. I want that unified service experience. Yeah. Then the act side of it, which is how do you actually get the work done? How do you flow work through an organization? And then, you know, sort of perform, which is really about exploit the insights. What are we learning? What are we knowing? What are we understanding that guides the next phase or the next sprint or the next, you know, sort of action that we take as part of this? I think it's really, really interesting and how that sort of comes together. I guess the one of the questions we always get is, you know, do you eat your own dog food? Do you drink your own champagne? Does Deloitte use service now? Chris? Yes, we do. <laughs> hey, I kind of knew um, that. Yeah, well, so, so, I mean, you were saying some things that that's so resonated about, you, you know, having to log things and not know the beauty about this veneer that I that I call this GBS now or now, is that I I don't you know I know that all of this information is being collated, so next time I have to speak about a PO for four hours. <laughs> it never happened again, right? Because they're going to take the information and go, this was a poor experience and what went wrong because it's captured. I don't have, we as GBS leaders, and, I, and we were consul- in consulting as opposed to the operational side, but I know our operational leaders in Deloitte would, would have to have an army of people taking different extracts from different ERPs and systems, uh, Excel sheets to produce an outcome of, you know, what were our KPIs measured against SLAs? And I'm not talking a small army. Right? I'm, I'm talking to a significant number of people. And they'd, they'd be questionable as well because, you know, the whole, the whole watermelon effect. Whereas this is black and white. This is clean data in real time that you can really go, yep, that happened. And, and I, am, I am personally um, not only working with Deloitte's new, we call it, CBS, Central Business Services, our GBS leader, Helen Barrett. I'm working with her and I'm self-serving all the time. And I'm seeing and, and experiencing firsthand how they are capturing my data, my experiences, my complaints, and then continuous improvement, making those better in a way so different from the past, not via several thousand Excel spreadsheets over two years, to understand the root cause of the problem, but actually just going, this is the problem, going in, solving it, moving on. 
So, yes, we are. We, we are moving to the centre office. In fact, I'd like to say in certain areas, we're already there. And our premise has really been this service and our journey we've been on and the support it's given our people. And, and you can imagine in our business, it's so important. We're in, the, we're in the field. We're field workers. So, you know, we need, well, except for the last 18 months, but besides that, <laughs> you know, we, we, need, we need voice. We need mobile we need apps, we need real-time, we need quick, fast solutions to our problems, and yeah. we're getting them through ServiceNow. Maybe you are in the field, just the one behind your house, right? You never know, <laughs> slightly different field. Parag, what about yourself? You know, what are you excited about this and, and sort of the clients that you're working with you know, in the GBS space and sort of you know, you're going to go out soon and be able to pitch this to them of the GBS on now? What does that start to look like for you? Yeah, look, um, I'm, I'm certainly waiting for the Candice experience in, in Deloitte as we roll this out to uh, <laughs> other parts of the world. I mean, it sounds too good to be true when I get on and, and try to get my um, you know laptop done up or my PO issued or something like that. But look, uh, you know, I think what I see on the field is innovation. Like I see these centers, I talk to leaders, everybody's excited. They want to try new technologies. They want to try to improve customer service. They want to try to make an impact on their global organizations and their global enterprises, right? And like I said, this past 18 months has been, in many ways, a, a platform for many of these uh, GBS organizations to shine. And, and they've been, by the way, pushing this agenda for a long time. They just have not been getting answered, right? I mean, because they're seeing how their colleagues on the ground are moving at much, you know, at different rates in terms of driving the digital transformation journey. And they're now just saying like, my God, as a result of COVID, this has just accelerated this whole conversation. So I, I'm excited. I mean, and, and then they're looking for proven technologies that can actually support. I mean, there's a lot of smaller startups, a lot of different organizations are trying to address this space. But if you can come in with a proven, you know, enterprise-wide scaled you know, technology uh, solution that supports, especially if, you know, and, and from a Deloitte perspective, we understand the GBS space, we understand what client expectations are and customer expectations are. And if we can make that journey, uh, you know, smooth for them, I mean, uh, that's a win-win in my books. I mean, and I think that's what they're looking for. And many times, obviously, the budgets for these programs don't sit in the centers, right? They sit in head office. So what we try to do also is to give them here, here's your business case. Here's how it kind of works. Here's the use case. Here's how you can pitch it internally. And then we can kind of work with our global teams to work with the headquarters to kind of, you know, make that work as well. So I think it's a, um, it's a conversation that uh, people are looking, have uh, looked forward to. You know, they thought this journey would take another four or five years, but it's really been accelerated. So I think uh, everybody's really excited. Yeah, no, I think so. And and maybe that's a good pivot to sort of, you know, where we go next, you know, so what do we expect in 2021? Obviously, with GBS on now, we mentioned a few assets there that maybe we can touch on in sort of the, the thought leadership. You mentioned the greenhouse as well. You know, what can sort of our, our listeners expect to see from Deloitte, not just in terms of, you know, in the field, if you will, but also it's going to be online. I'm sure there'll be more podcasts, videos and things like that. And how can we interact with you on this? Well, I mean, we talked about the survey um, that just came out, and, and so that'll be available you know, very shortly. We've had some conferences, uh, virtual conferences and, and eminence events that we're highly uh, subscribed to, both in the, in the U.S. and in Europe. You know, we'll continue to do that in, in Asia-Pacific based on countries because of languages and, and so on. 
But I guess, Candice, you want to maybe talk about what's happening in, in Europe and in the fall as well. I mean, we do get a lot of inquiries about our, our infamous uh, uh, global conference, which unfortunately mm-hmm. we had to kind of go only virtual last year. But Candice, you want to talk a bit more about the conference coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, um, we host a conference every year. It's been running for 23 years now. It's the largest client-facing consulting conference in the world and definitely the the Yemen Shared Services Conference. As Prague said, last year went fully virtual after a record 1,400 attendees in Dublin the year before that. <laughs> and the conference this year, then Brumdroll, is going to be a hybrid event. So we are going to go physical and virtual. Obviously, the reason for doing that is we want to be able to allow people to travel who can travel uh, and come and meet physically, network, etc., especially for our clients and sponsors. And as you know, ServiceNow are a gold sponsor and have been for several years. So we really look forward to you know, teaming up again with this conference. This year, it will be held in the UK for the first time, which is not a typical shared services location. But for obvious reasons, it made sense for us to, to hold it here. And the point being, it's about bouncing back, being together, but also having inclusive virtual uh, and physical sustainability agenda comes into play. It's going to be November, so a bit chilly. <laughs> and I can't give too many more details, but the UK, physically and virtually, open to the world, depending on whether COVID restrictions allow for certain countries and watch out for further details. It'll just be like another day in May then, Candice, <laughs> right in November right now. <laughs> it's this crazy is very right now. True. <laughs> yeah, so so brilliant. So we're coming towards the end of our time here. So uh, maybe from each of you, uh, just a, you know, a, a quick summary, what to look forward to, sort of you know, how you want to wrap this up. So maybe let's go in sort of a little bit of reverse order. Let's start with you, Parag. Just final thoughts and, and thinking for our audience. Yeah, look, I, I sense uh, there's a, a lot of excitement. I think the, our uh, talent angle will will need to be addressed. I don't think it's as simple as you know automation will take over some of the the talent requirements because it's a different type of talent that these organizations are going to are going to want. You know, you have to be careful what you wish for, right? Many of these uh, center mm-hmm. leads and service center leads have been saying, "Hey, give, listen to me, listen to me. I can drive more transformation. I can help the broader enterprise." You know, I can drive the digital journey for the enterprise from the center. Well, guess what? Now, all of a sudden, in the last 18 months, there's your platform, right? So, you know, we're super excited. I think the tidbits and the, the, the conversations we've been having are resonating. We've had a series of webinars with uh, centers, uh, leads in India as one geography. And the other thing what we're seeing is uh, people are doubling down. I mean, it's not like, and the survey highlighted this, right? It's not like people are moving a lot of the work back, if you will, to the head office location, right? They've recognized even through you know the the dramatic uh, events over the last kind of couple of months in in India that I've seen, just the the sheer resiliency of the the teams to kind of keep the lights running has been inspirational. So I think that's just changed the mindset, I would say, and the um, the connection and the empathy between kind of users and and the service providers to really kind of bring this into a, a common enterprise, right? Where the center office sits. To really support that customer journey, so I think it's uh, it's you know we've accelerated I think this journey by three or four years. No, I agree. And Court, what about yourself? 
Yeah, I would just say, you know, there's, um, we've all experienced over the past 18 months, a significantly tragic global pandemic has affected us incredibly. And, you know, I guess if we were to make lemonade out of this, I would say we have, we have as GBS leaders, Parag said, an opportunity in front of us. We have a platform with the executives to talk about how we can transform the business. I would say for, for decades, we've been praying for that um, to say, hey, I want the ear of these, uh, of these executives and to l- have them lend me the importance to share all my great ideas. And albeit an extraordinarily tragic um, time, it is now that we have that ear and we can really take advantage of it to show the organization that we can give them time back to do what made them great, to be that backbone. And so I would just encourage all the listeners to take advantage of this, to you know, be, be part of that solution that's just going to make your company great now. Now, really, more than any time feels like the time. And yeah, no, it's great. That's certainly one of my takeaways, this backbone concept. So, uh, and Candice, finally, just yourself. Finally, for me, and just echoing Parak and Court's words there, um, Catalyst for Change, Accelerator for GBS. Look, none of this is new, um, but what it has proven is this model is so effective. And GBS leaders, I said early on, have come out as the unsung heroes of the pandemic from an organization's perspective and been asked to do so much more than they used to. I do think looking forward, and, and this is the next five years, is we're moving to a functionally agnostic organization. It really doesn't matter, you know, whether you're sitting in finance, HR, IT, etc. What matters about the experience and how you really move end to end. And I think that's going to be quite prevalent in the future. The rest of the stuff, the automation, process improvement, etc., is a given. But as GBS, the organizational construct has evolved exponentially over the last couple of years and continues to do so, as I said, to this real function, function agnostic organization with the C-suite really driving the strategy and status of the organization. No, absolutely and brilliant. So bringing it to a close, thank you, Parag, Candice and Court. Thoroughly enjoyed this. To the audience, thank you for taking the time with us today and listening. I'm sure you will reach out, whether that's internally at Deloitte and ServiceNow and others, social media. I think we're all on LinkedIn and and Twitter and any number of different things now. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully, it's one of many that we do in the near future. Along with this podcast and the launch of our GBS on Now white paper, you can expect to see further content coming from ServiceNow and Deloitte. But for now, that's us signing off on the GBS on Now podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.